one hand speaks. <laughs> Who's about to get a new arm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, my friends. Here we go. Alejandro Anastasio, One Hand Speaks, Storytelling Podcast, episode number 163. And I am a bit excited. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. This is a little bit of a follow-up from my two-part podcast, How Much Does My Arm Cost? Great stories in there about some history and family stuff and going to see the prostatist and all that. And I, I, I... I spoke about how I have just some very powerful memories of that, the smell being one of them, even though my nose does not work very well. I had some major encephalitis when I was a kid. That brain trauma, so to speak, uh, I think burned out my olfactory nerves, which is a, a common side effect of extreme encephalitis. You lose your sense of smell. It's not gone, but it's very diminished. However, I do have the memory of the unique smell that all prosthetist places, orthotic and prosthetic places have. So this is just a little follow-up. I recently, just last week, late last week, Thursday, something like that, I went to go... I set up an appointment to go see uh, a, somebody to build a new prosthetic arm for me. Actually, what I wanted was an upgrade on the one that I have. Basically, I don't use it that much. And for years, it was just tied to my bicycle because the only time I ever used it, well, was on my bicycle. It is still in very good shape. But if you go down go down in the show notes a bit, I've listed podcast number 130 and that one is titled, My Arm Doesn't Fit. I've gained a little bit of weight, and I cannot get my arm inside the neoprene sleeve anymore, which fits inside my prosthetic arm. So I was just hoping to get an upgrade. I just wanted a little retrofit. I figure maybe somebody there could make me something real simple so I can just get a short-term solution for getting back on my bicycle, which I really want to do. And last Sunday, I went to go get my bicycle fixed at the uh, Boise Bicycle Project. Um, I'm a member there, so I can use, they have member hours where I can just go get my bike worked on. Mostly I do the work, but this cool cat named N was there and really helped me out. Jason, everybody there is super cool. I love being a part of that system. I can't wait to spend more time on my bicycle. So I got my commuter upgraded. I still got that old school Ibis single speed run in with the hand job, the Ibis with the hand job, mid 90s. Sweet, sweet, real steel bicycle, smoking cool. But uh, yeah, I just, you know, I got to get the arm thing worked out. And, you know, it was really interesting because I, I generally. Since I've been an adult, don't wear a prosthetic arm. I get a lot of my clothes custom fit. So it'd be a little awkward trying to wear a new arm. And um, I was just a little bit uncomfortable because I haven't been to a place like that in about 20 years. And, uh, you know, I got to tell you, as soon as I walked into that place, 
the first thing I noticed was the smell and it just brought on that feeling just for for an instant because my nose doesn't work that well, but that smell was kind of something I haven't smelled in quite some time. And it was pretty strong and it just, it took me right back to childhood. It was, (laughs) it was pretty amazing. It was pretty amazing. Um, And the guy there, his name's Mark. He was really cool. Everybody there was really cool. And uh, we just started talking about spare parts, basically. He wanted to take me into a different room, but the only one that was open was a room with a lot of artificial legs hanging out. It was what kind of their demo room. And it was nice kind of looking through all the legs. I told him what I wanted. I said I don't really need a new arm. I, I have one that works fairly well and that I don't really wear them anymore. I get all my clothes custom cut. And I'd like to get this one just retrofitted. I'm looking for a new sleeve in there, and it'd be nice if I could just get this and get on my bicycle. And after a little bit of communication, he he kind of implied the best thing to do would be to get a new arm. And initially, it's interesting, in that moment, initially, I had resistance, and I could tell... He could see that in me just a little bit, like, oh, that's not really what I wanted to hear. I don't really want a new arm. And it's funny because I even noticed that in myself. It's like, wow, I'm actually I actually have some resistance here about getting a new arm because I don't really want a new one. I just want to fix my old one. But after a little bit of conversation, it made a lot of sense after a little bit of debate and dialogue that it just made more sense to get a new arm than try to retrofit this one. Even though I still kind of want to get this one fixed. It's carbon fiber. It's black. It looks really cool. But he brought up an old company that I researched about 20 years ago when I first came to Boise. I think it's TRS Prosthetics. I'll have to take a look at that. I'll put some show notes in the, some links in the show notes for the Boise Bicycle Project and maybe this uh, TRS Prosthetics. This guy out in Colorado builds... Uh, prosthetics for specific activities, rock climbing, golf, archery. And and I remember him because I was researching that because I was really into becoming a prosthetist, somebody who makes prosthetic arms. I figure if you wear one, that's really good insight for building one. Uh, Could be a good career change at 50. That would be pretty cool. I'll think about that. Um, but yeah, this, this guy suggested that maybe one of these, uh, he's got a device for riding a bicycle and the way he kind of, the way it kind of sounded, I, I didn't really think it'd work well, but he's going to get one. I'm going to go in next week, July 2nd and try it out. Uh, that's why I'd like to get my arm upgraded by that time frame. I'm going to have to Jimmy rig something, Jerry rig something, get something not so janky rolling. Um, It's got to be a thin, somewhat sticky sleeve to stick in there. Um, I'll figure it out. I'll play with it. But I just kind of realized that maybe, yeah, if my insurance covers it, and they all thought my insurance would, I should probably just get a new arm just for bicycling. Um, Because he showed me some of the newer designs for the sleeves, how my arm fits inside, and it just seems to make sense. So... I'm actually rather excited. I I wasn't excited going in about getting a new arm, but I'm kind of excited coming out. Um, 
Because for a minute I was like, is this guy trying to sell me something? <laughs> is he trying to make a sale here? And uh, he doesn't really do that many prosthetic arms. He's going to set up an appointment with a guy that comes in and only does prosthetic arms. And uh, that'll be cool. That'll be cool. I'd like to meet this guy. And we talked a little bit about, I asked him some questions about how many uh, below elbow upper extremity arms he builds. And he said, well, actually not that many. We mostly do a lot of these other things. Um, and mostly because there's a Shriners in Portland and a Shriners Hospital in Salt Lake City. So most children go there because they can get them for free. I mentioned that that was most of my childhood going to Shriners. And those podcasts, those back-to-back -back podcasts about how much my arm costs, I think it's 159, podcast 159 and 160, revolve a lot about, revolve around those memories. It revolves a lot around those memories and my mother and parents and money and all that. So, yeah, I'm pretty stoked. I think this is going to be pretty cool. They they all decided to move forward. I have another appointment coming up, like I said, on the 2nd. Um, it's not a major, major appointment, but I'll get all the information from the insurance. They think it's going to go through. He's already ordered this part. I'm going to give it a test run. And we're going to see if I can't get on the bicycle a little more efficiently. I went on a bike ride with the Boise Bicycle Project. They have like city rides every week. And I was talking to one guy. He does a lot of cycle cross, which is something I would love to do. And he's like, oh, you need a quick release on there like the pedals on your arm, you know. But there's a few more considerations going on there. Um and I think, you know, initially I didn't, I resisted this guy. What I, you know, when, when he was trying to sell me a new arm, I had a lot of resistance because I was like, no, I like what I got. And I want to be able to release, I want to be able to release my arm from the artificial arm, not so much release the artificial arm from the bicycle. But I was like, you know, I'm going to let go of the resistance and I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to move forward with this because if, it, if there's no cost to me and I can get something great, and if there's a learning curve, that's great too. The bottom line is, my friends, the bottom line, my friends, I just want to get back on my bicycle a little more than three, five times a week. I want to start biking to work every day. I just want to cruise around town. I got that 1968 Schwinn Mini Twin. I scored another Ibis hand job that's totally my size. I actually got three Ibis hand jobs. Real steel from the mid-20s. One of them I got to let go, but yeah, 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 yeah. So there it is, my friends. I'm, I'm, I'm super stoked, and maybe, I don't know, next week? Hard to say. I'll, I'll let you know. You'll know when the podcast revolves around what's coming up next. I thought this was a pretty cool little story to tell because it catches up on a previous story. It's got the way one-handed overtone and... It's just inside stuff. It's just inside stuff on life with one hand. Okay, my friends, thanks for tuning in. Stay safe, be cool, and we'll check you next week. Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is Alejandro with One Hand Speaks. Find me online at onehandspeaks.com and all your social media outlets.